Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And welcome. Great to have you with us. Should you care to, uh, you know, actually get involved, 888-933-93 or at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, before we get to just a myriad of, uh, oh. uh, of stuff today, uh, let me tell you, first of all, we got to wish a happy birthday to uh, one Jeffy Fisher. Aww. Dedicate this uh, product announcement to him. Um, <laughs> it's Riduzone. Oh. Red Juice Zone, if you're looking to, I mean, it just coincidentally happens to sure. be Red Juice Zone. I'm just going to dedicate the first sponsor to him. Yeah, you maybe know? you can get him for a birthday Obviously. present or something. Maybe. Like yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Juice Zone was launched by a local company uh, who produced a metabolite of olive oil and created a patented product that helps people control their appetite, lose weight. It's also a, a huge help in keeping weight off once you've lost it, which is really hard to do. Because a six year, as a six-year study showed, when you lose weight, your, your body thinks something bad happened to you. And, and so it slows down your metabolism so you can gain the weight back. Bless its heart. Jeffy. Uh, anyway, Riduzone has a patented ingredient that has been shown to boost your metabolism, reduce your appetite, helps you burn fat. And um, so it's great for a birthday present for someone who... You know, we could maybe definitely needs it. Be a little healthier. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And for a short time, you can get thirty percent <laughs> off uh, if you go to riduzone.com and enter the promo code Pat. Riduzone.com. R i d u z o n e. Riduzone.com. Promo code Pat. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. So, uh, the battle uh, continues for uh, who's who's going to win this? Who's going to win the PR strategy here? Is it going to be Democrats coming out on top of this uh, shutdown and re- restoration of the government? And then again in three weeks, it's all going to come come right back around. Which I, I wouldn't expect anybody to go ahead and shut down the government for a second time. Yeah. I wouldn't I don't think that would go over well with the American people. So they're going to be avoiding that at all costs, which kind of leaves President Trump with only only one way to go, right? If he can't shut down the government and the Democrats aren't going to negotiate, which they pretty much so far have refused to do. Yeah. Which is totally reasonable of them. They're not extremists at all. It's it's great that they won't compromise at all. How do you know? They don't even talk about compromise. <clears throat> so, yeah, but it's Republicans that are at the party of no. Oh. You didn't, you weren't trying to throw that label out to Democrats, were you? <laughs> <laughs> Me? Yeah. yeah. That's, that'd be so wrong. <clears throat> so, it leaves him with the one alternative that he has said he has at his disposal, and uh, and that's to declare an emergency, a national emergency, and build the wall <clears throat> just on a uh, an executive order. So we'll see what happens, but that's what that's what I expect because I think that's the only alternative, really. So in the meantime, the uh, vast majority of Americans are concerned with the track that the United States is on. <clears throat> According to the latest right track, wrong track poll, um, it's almost 
70% of Americans that say we're headed in the wrong direction. 70% of Americans have negative opinions on the state of the nation today. What does that mean, though? When you say right track, wrong track, what does that mean that they don't like what the president is doing or they don't like what the Democrats are doing? Could it be that they don't like caving into politi- politically correct nonsense all the time? Like 90 genders? I mean, wrong track can mean a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, and more of a micro analysis of this um, current situation is, I'm, I'm trying to think of where I saw this, but districts where Trump won in 2016, but mm-hmm. Democrats won House races in 2018, support Trump over Pelosi in this uh, shutdown battle, which I find mm. fascinating right now. Yeah, it is. So some of the uh, answers that they used for wrong track included disarray, turmoil, polarized, concern, shambles, declining. Those are some of the words that sum up their feelings. Mm. Times are grim, according to uh, Democratic pollster Peter Hart. Uh, The poll was conducted before the deal was reached. So, you know, maybe it wouldn't be quite as bad now. But... uh, This poll looks a lot more like our December data than in October 2013 when GOP's numbers plummeted during that shutdown more than five years ago. According to the poll, only only 28% of Americans say the nation is headed in the right direction. So 70% think it's wrong, 28% right. You got that normal couple of percent. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but how do you feel about it? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so... You don't even think about it. No, I don't know. (laughs) Do I get a prize for being a part of the survey? It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Just 17% of people could could think of a positive word or phrase to sum things up right now. (laughs) That many? 17%, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But, you know, if you were asked, what would you say? Are we on the right track or the wrong track? If I was asked... I. I don't know. I think I'd say we're on the wrong track. Oh, okay. I thought you were about to be the 2% there for a second. No, I think... I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. That's where I'd be. I don't know. Everything's fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, I I think I'd say wrong track. What else can you say right now? Mm -hmm. As for President Trump's approval, 43% in this survey said they approve, uh, including 29% who strongly approve... 54% 54% disapprove. So he's underwater 11% there. Those numbers are unchanged from December. Uh, his standing, though, in the NBC News poll is yeah, quite, a, quite a bit worse. Uh, he 39% said they approve. Also, in a, in a uh, new survey, 33% of Americans said they're extremely or quite confident that Trump has the right set of goals and policies to be president, essentially unchanged since January of last year. 28% are extremely or quite confident that Trump has the right set of characteristics. 28% to be, wow. 50% said they're not at all confident. Another 21% said they're only somewhat confident. 44% believe Trump has brought the wrong kind of change to the country. 39% said he's brought the right kind of change, and 14% said he hasn't brought change either way. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the the NBC uh, Wall Street Journal poll also measures eight presidential qualities for the president. Um, his highest marks where he scores four or five on a five-point scale. Being direct and straightforward with the American people, 43%. Changing business as usual in Washington, 39%. Uh, being effective, getting things done, 38 And being a good negotiator, 36 Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. That seems a little on the high side based on current results. Yeah. His lowest marks being steady and reliable, 32, uh, knowledgeable and experienced, 32%, honest and trustworthy, 28, and high personal and ethical standards, 24. Oh, okay. Interesting that he gets he he gets a score below 50% on all of these qualities. Even his highest marks uh were under 50 percent on the issue of the partial shutdown which lasted what 34 days 50 percent say that trump is more to blame 37 percent democrats um so that just split along party lines i guess uh just 39 percent approve of the handling of his handling of immigration and border security compared with 51 percent who approve of his handling of the economy and by 44 to 35, respondents believe that the people who want to immigrate to America by coming to the U.S.-Mexico border strengthen the country's values and characters, character uh, versus 35% who think they weaken those, those things. Well, when you just show up and march across our border illegally, you think that strengthens the country? <laughs> How stupid can you be? Yeah, I think it really strengthens our nation when people just ignore its laws. Do whatever they please. I think that's really a that really helps us. <laughs> just ignore just ignore all of our rules and regulations and come on in. And uh and that that'll be great for the country. <laughs> How weird is that? Who are these people? Right? Who are you? I've only gotten one phone call for a survey in my life like this. Oh, really? And it was right after 9-11. We were in Houston. and Did you answer it? I, oh, I answered the questions. I don't remember any of the questions other than <clears throat> one. And it was, would you support the use of nuclear weapons to fight the war on terror? And I said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I said did that. And the, yeah. and the lady asking me on the phone was like, so wait, you're saying you would be okay with dropping nuclear weapons on another country? And I said, yes, that's my answer. <laughs> and she says... So she argued with you about right, it? Right. It was the... Nice. So I, whenever I hear these... I wonder man, how often that happens. Yeah. It was a... It's, I mean, are you asking for my opinion or are you calling to <laughs> right. change my mind? Are we going to debate? Oh, my gosh. So, ugh, polls. Uh, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. 888-933-93. Uh, we continue to hear about um, more... People in the Democrat Party running for president in 2020. The list has grown every single day. Uh, Julian Castro was on CNN yesterday talking to Jake Tapper. (laughs) And uh, he talked about what a wall would do to America over time. Here's what he had to say. Ways that don't get a paycheck. Right. Earlier this month, Speaker of the House Pelosi said that the wall was, quote, immoral. As you know, as you just stated, there are roughly 650 miles of existing wall barrier fencing at the border. Are they immoral? 
Well, I don't think it represents the best of what America stands for. I think I believe that if we were to build the kind of wall that Donald Trump is talking about, and admittedly, as you know, sometimes that's hard to figure out because some days he says it's a beautiful big concrete wall and other days he says it's steel slats and then he says it's something else. But I believe fundamentally that if we were to build that wall, that it would change the notion of America from the Statue of Liberty that stands for freedom and welcomes immigrants to a country that literally walls itself off from the rest of the world. And maybe that wouldn't make much of a difference on day one when we do that. But I believe that as years go by, it would change how we see ourselves as Americans and how others see us and have a real impact on who we are. And that's not a path that we want to go down. So, yeah, I agree that that to do so would be immoral. I don't want to spend the whole time talking about the wall, but if there are already 654 miles of barrier mm-hmm. fencing wall, right? why would adding 100 miles more change the nation of, of, of notion of this nation any more than, I mean, we already mm-hmm. have that. Why, why would yeah. adding Thank any you. more would, change who we are? Because it wouldn't. No, I would say two things. Number one, things. that mm-hmm. that 654 miles was built out some time ago. And that was built out when the technology to be able to monitor what is happening at the border was not what it is today. In other Mm -hmm. words, that's an old style of doing things. And we have a more effective way without that kind of barrier to do it. The other argument that people have made that I believe is true is that we've addressed where we might, where you might argue that, okay, you need a physical structure, a physical barrier. Mm -hmm. Well, that was addressed in Mm -hmm. those 654 Mm -hmm. miles. And that's not the case for the rest. Let's move on. Good gosh. <laughs> wow, is that agonizing? Uh, how, how ludicrous is that? Uh, the wall wasn't immoral, uh, but it is now um, because there's yeah. different technology now. Was it immoral when um, the, hell? the Democrats gave $8 billion to President Obama for uh, border fencing? Was that immoral? And oh, by the way, mm. um, oh, I read something. I totally missed this at the time. When they started negotiating Pelosi and Schumer and Trump on this, realize and this has been confirmed by leaders on both sides of the aisle you realize that chuck schumer agreed to give trump 25 billion dollars i'm talking about a couple months ago it was last for year the yeah. wall, mm-hmm. and then re- reneged three days later i never realized i know that's what trump wanted i never realized mm-hmm. until yesterday that schumer agreed to that for a few days wow yeah so, yeah they well, got in line then he got back in line mm-hmm. they they decided to fund the entirety of the wall, which I was $25 billion. Uh, But they wanted they wanted the Dreamers. That was the DACA the trade-off? Yeah, it was a DACA trade-off. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and, and Trump told them no. Um, gotcha. But they withdrew it anyway. So. And by the way, Julian Castro, completely disqualified from the presidency. I cannot have another president that uses the word notion over and over again the way Obama did. Yeah, they, so, uh, that's uh, that's a new Democrat thing. Well, it's not that new. It's been around since Obama brought Obama. it into vogue. But yeah, everything this was a notion. notion. In other words, I'm going to talk down to you now. Right. This notion. Right. Shut up. <laughs> Jerk. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. All right. Uh, data breach just happened and exposed twenty four million more of us uh, to title fraud, which is a crime that could cost you your home. Actually. Um. So if you have a mortgage, you have a refi going on through a major bank, you may be at risk of losing every dollar of equity that you built up in your home and possibly losing your home itself. 
Because this breach gives scammers everything they need to just steal your home's title, forge your signature as the seller, then they refile your home under a new name and take out loans on your equity, stick you with the payments. And then you don't know anything about this until until the late payments uh, notices start to show up or you get an eviction order. So don't let this happen to you. Your bank can't protect you from this. Neither does any insurance or identity theft program. For just pennies a day, though, Home Title Lock can and does put a virtual barrier around your home's title. Now, you can also check to see if you're already a victim by going to HomeTitleLock.com and sign up for your free title scan and report, which is a $100 value. They'll give that to you for free just for signing up. It's HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Unleashed. Okay, well, so supposedly the Mueller probe is close now to being completed. But does that mean close in the matter of uh, <laughs> days, weeks, months? Right. I mean, when you're talking about almost a two year investigation, close could be what, six months? Yeah, and it's uh, the federal government at work. Yeah. So yeah. close. Couldn't mean anything. Uh, so the entire focus will be in uh, Mueller's final report, which will be classified, a classified document given to the Attorney General. How much are we even going to find out when this comes out? It's going to be so anticlimactic if it's all redacted and we don't get to hear anything about what's in it. Uh, that will be kind of a letdown. And that'll be after all this time to our elected representatives on yes, they're the what ones they're who are going to do with that information. The adults, the big kids, oh. they'll they'll decide what we can handle and what we cannot handle. This notion so that we have adults <laughs> running the show in Washington, it's cute. It's cute. Pat. It is. It's adorable. Yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, uh, Nancy Pelosi has reversed her decision on the State of the Union speech. Uh, in an abrupt change of heart, she announced that the House of Representatives will invite President Trump to give his State of the Union address, and it will happen a week from today. So February fifth, uh, you know that's a delay of what seven days, big deal. So it's everything's going to be fine. We're going to get the State of the Union address. Yeah, hey, hey. Whew, yeah, that was man. a close that one. That was something else. Oh man, if we didn't get the State of the Union address, right? I, I don't know what I would have done. Um, watch something else. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then not had to talk about it the next day. <laughs> right. Yes. Oh, so, I changed my mind. I probably would have been okay. I probably would have been fine <laughs> now that I really think about it. So the government shutdown altogether apparently cost the economy $11 billion. Hmm. What did he want for the wall? $5 billion? <laughs> yes. So more than double what he wanted for the wall. Mm-hmm. That was a good move by Nancy Pelosi yeah, and Chuck I mean, Schumer. That was think great. About that they cost the economy eleven billion. They could That's have spent crazy. the five billion, and they could have mm-hmm. provided jobs that they say that they want so desperately. Right? It yep. takes jobs to to build the wall. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, we got those wonderful stupid. guys from uh, Venezuela who are offering to build it too, and paint it for us, and paint it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our report. Released yesterday by these the Congressional Budget Office uh, is they're the ones who said it was an eleven billion dollar hit, including three billion that's gone forever. Wow, 
In the CBO's estimation, the shutdown dampened economic activity mainly because of the loss of furloughed federal workers' contribution to the GDP, the delay in federal spending on goods and services, and the reduction in aggregate demand. So that's where that $11 billion figure comes from. Because you might think, well, how did not paying a couple of employees uh, add up to $11 billion? That's how. It just didn't circulate in the economy like it would have otherwise. Also, um, according to Van Jones, John Lewis, Sheila Jackson Lee opposed criminal justice reform recently because they just didn't want Trump to have a victory. That's an amazing statement from Van Jones. That's, wow. Uh, I don't know that I've ever heard him turn on his own like this. Hmm. Yeah, prison reform is something he's big on, so I guess that's where he draws the line. Presidential hopefuls uh, Kamala Harris and Cory Booker joined Dick Durbin and John Lewis and Sheila Jackson Lee calling the First Step Act a step backwards. <laughs> uh, Van Jones said, I think publicly they were saying it doesn't go far enough. I think privately they just didn't want Trump to have a victory. Mm. That's a pretty stinging indictment of those guys. And of course, it's true, but you just don't expect this kind of honesty from Van Jones. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned Kamala Harris in that, by the way. Uh-huh. So I saw a video yesterday of her referring to herself. Yeah. Um, she doesn't know how to pronounce her own name, and it's kind of sad. Why? Uh, what did she, she say? She said Kamala. She said Kamala? Kamala, whatever it was. Yeah, it wasn't Kamala. How, how did she refer to herself? Uh, like she was talking to yeah. herself in third person? Or yeah, she... yeah. She was giving a speech and she was like, so-and-so said, Kamala, listen, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, man, that's tragic. She doesn't know how to spell <laughs> her or pronounce her own name. It's Kamala. Yeah. We've decided that for her. For and I don't me. want to have to learn how to really no, pronounce gonna, her name. I'm not going back on that. Yeah. I, so please, please don't let this. I, I, I need to find, I need to see the list of all the Democrats and see if there's any that not I'm I never I'm going to vote for any of them but like who is the most I don't know palatable like who can we tolerate over the rest of them Oh I don't think there's any that we could tolerate Jim yeah, candidates I I don't know that there's such a thing as a moderate enough democrat that we would be okay with them I I don't think so Um but the uh the criminal justice reform bill was prominently championed by uh, Van Jones and Charles Koch's Libertarian Network. (laughs) That had to shake up the left a lot. Uh Uh-huh. Wait, Charles Koch of the evil Koch brothers? Yeah. The people that caused global warming and uh, the people who just drip evil? Mm -hmm. Huh. That's weird. Also, President Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, and uh, Kim Kardashian, and uh, Utah Senator Mike Lee. <laughs> I mean, you talk about there will never be a stranger combination of wow. people pushing a bill. And good for them. You know, that was a long time coming. And that was something that had big-time bipartisan support. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there were some Democrats who couldn't handle bipartisan support. They didn't want any of it. Uh, and they didn't. they didn't want... As Van Jones admitted, didn't want Trump to have a victory. Yeah, that's pathetic. Also, Melania uh, triumphed over the Telegraph over a bunch of fake news that they published about her, and they were forced to publish a humiliating apology over it. This doesn't happen very often, where they 
do a complete retraction. And the word was this was going to cost them a fortune. I mean, she had a big, a big uh, lawsuit that she could cash in on. But here's what they posted um, to make up for their their lies about her. Following last Saturday's Telegraph magazine cover story, The Mystery of Melania, we've been asked to make clear that the article contained a number of false statements, which we accept should not have been published. Mrs. Trump's father was not a fearsome presence and did not control the family. Mrs. Trump did not leave her design and architecture course at, at university relating to the completion of an exam Uh, As alleged in the article, but rather because she wanted to pursue a successful career as a professional model. Mrs. Trump was not struggling in her modeling career before she met Mr. Trump, and she did not advance in her career due to the assistance of Mr. Trump. (laughs) Wow. Was there one word of truth in your stupid article? Wow. This was going to be a court win. We accept that Mrs. Trump was a successful professional model in her own right before she met her husband and obtained her own modeling work without his assistance. Mrs. Trump met Mr. Trump in 1998, not in 1996, as stated in the article. Wow. I got nothing. The article also wrongly claimed that Mrs. Trump's mother, father, and sister relocated to New York in 2005 to live in buildings owned by Mr. Trump they did not. I mean, How not, do you get that all this wrong? How do you not even close? The claim that Mrs. Trump cried on election night is also false. <laughs> <laughs> we apologize unreservedly to the first lady and her family for any embarrassment caused by our publication of these allegations. As a mark of our regret, we have agreed to pay Mrs. Trump substantial damages as well as her legal costs. So they're going to owe her they owe her money anyway even though they did the retraction. Wow, that's a lot of uh that's a lot of falsehoods in one article. Where did they get it all? They just are they just making stuff up and they didn't expect anybody to look into it? That's weird. That man. is really strange. That I don't know, that's a hit piece. They didn't care. Yeah, they they didn't, didn't care. They did not care. Uh pretty amazing. And you know, fortunately, the Trumps are, I mean, they don't take that kind of stuff. They're they're a tad sensitive to criticism. So <laughs> when the criticism is filled with a pack of lies, uh, I don't think you're going to get away with it. Uh, 888-900-3393 and at uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> so much more uh, to get into. We got, we have Bernie Sanders. Somebody found an old video of him from 1988 after he had just gotten married and he was uh he was the mayor of Burlington Vermont at the time and they he and his wife traveled to the Soviet Union to the sister city of Burlington Vermont and sat around with a bunch of Soviets <laughs> singing a pretty interesting song uh that uh that I think had some meaning to it for them um, and so we'll, we'll get into that and, and share that with you because Bernie is running for president as well. And didn't somebody threaten to release this as soon as he ran again? Mm. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure that's just what it was. I'm sure they found it and it was too late to use it in 2016. They yeah. thought, you know what? I'm going to hang on to this. 
and uh, release it. But did, did you say that Bernie Sanders went on his honeymoon to the Soviet Union? Essentially, yes. Yes, that's what that trip was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The hell? It wasn't, it wasn't uh, I don't think it was officially their honeymoon, but it was right after they got married, so it could have qualified. And they joked that it was their honeymoon, so. Uh-huh. Sort of, yeah. It sort of was their honeymoon. Wow. Sitting around with Soviets, singing, this land is your land. <laughs> We'll get into that in uh, just a few minutes. Meanwhile, Cosmo Hurts Kids Campaign, uh, launched by Victoria Hurst, really single-handedly taking on Cosmopolitan Magazine, which is interesting because her family, the Hearst Corporation, publishes it. And um, so she feels so strongly about this that she's going against her own family's magazine uh, because she believes Cosmo contains pornography that's harmful to children, and she doesn't want kids to have access to this stuff. And when you see the articles inside, I think you'll agree that kids under 18 shouldn't be able to buy this magazine. All she wants to have happen is for the state's material, harmful to minor laws, be applied to Cosmo just like it is Playboy or whatever other magazine. Um, So if you'd like to learn more about the Cosmo Hurts Kids campaign, go to CosmoHurtsKids.com. Again, she's not trying to take away their free speech. She's not trying to run them out of business. Just wants to protect kids under 18 from uh, access to porn. If you think that's reasonable, visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. Find out how you can help. It's CosmoHurtsKids.com. Pat Gray. 888-933-93. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, where Tyler from Misery tweets, Happy 10,000th birthday, Jeffy. Yes. Uh, yes. From Bingo Was His Nemo, <laughs> wishing a happy birthday to a fat man we truly love. Aww. Sour Patch Kids all around. Yeah, it's a shame that Jeffy's childhood friend Methuselah isn't around to, to wish him a happy birthday. <laughs> I, I mean, when you outlive Methuselah, there's right. not a lot of people that you still have around that can relate <laughs> to your childhood and all that. It's kind of sad, really. It is sad. <laughs> Uh, but Bingo was his name. had more happy birthday messages. Oh. Happy birthday, fat man. Chewing the fat. 20 stars. Best podcast ever. Well, okay. This is available in podcast as well. So uh, let's not get carried away. All right. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, worship leader Caleb, Caleb uh, tweets. I don't mind saying I, I don't know. I don't like my people saying I don't know in their poll. I do mind if they go and vote. Yeah, that's seeing that's the problem. All these people that don't know, you know, many of them are voters. Coffee lover M, on a scale of 1 to 10, how well is the country doing? Jeffy, 18. (laughs) (laughs) And so it renews. Uh, Promiscuous fish, at chicken too tasty. (laughs) Love that. Uh, It took a whole three minutes for Keith to monger and hate, Hmm? calling the Dems the party of no. How dare he? No, that that's hate. Yeah, I thought no, that yeah. was just yeah. fact. No, it's it's well, it's factual hate. Thank you. Flying banana Kurt. Uh, wish I was in. I don't know. The dumber one is, the happier they are. That's true. Ignorance is bliss. They say, don't they? Jeffy's happy. From All Steve. How stupid can people be? Kamala Harris is a serious contender for president. Yeah, they, I, she had twenty thousand people show up at her rally. That's twenty. Thousand people 
frightening. Really frightening. Kamala. She doesn't know how to pronounce her name. I know. And she's got 20,000 people showing up to hear her speak. That's weird. From Asimov University. Uh, Jeff, do you want to... Do you want to work on your birthday, Jeffy? Will there be cake and cigarette? Oh, Jeff. Jeffy, take, do you want to bur- work two. on your birthday? Jeffy. Will there be cake and cigarettes? <laughs> there you go. See, even after the heart attack, it just it continues. It continues. <laughs> MC uh, DMXDM, construction is immoral, but destruction of the unborn is not. No, thanks, Castro. Uh, let's see. TJ Toppin, I wonder if enforcing our laws is also immoral. Funny how the party of killing babies is the arbiter of morals. Isn't it, though? Except it's really not funny, is it? It's not, uh, it's nope. it's tragic, is it what is. it is. Yeah. And from just to muck and fudge. I'm with you, Keith. I'm all against notions and folks agonizing. <laughs> it's true. Folks. I don't like that one either. And he he did that. That was one of his deals too, folks. And uh, but the notion thing oh, is. And how about the everybody knows? Yes. Everybody knows. No, yeah. no, they no don't. Douche, they don't. No, no, they okay, don't. Okay, so stop. Oh gosh, I'm so glad he's gone. <sighs> yeah, but then you know he raises his idiotic head from time to time, and then you just remember how awful it was when he was around every day. You yep. think. Okay, well, maybe it wasn't that bad, you know, and then he shows up again and then you remember. No, it was. It was. I love this. Uh, Renault Gagne, he tweeted out yesterday. He's a, a listener up in Winnipeg and he's a big Winnipeg Jets fan. And Barack Obama is about to speak in their arena and he hopes he doesn't ruin their mojo by speaking there. But he sent <laughs> me the promotional material and only one page printed up, so it cuts off. But listen to them gush over him uh, speaking there. He took office at a moment of crisis unlike any America had seen in decades. Oh, stop it. A nation at war, a planet in peril, the American dream itself threatened by the worst economic calamity since the Great Depression, and yet despite all manner of political obstruction, Obama's leadership helped rescue the economy, revitalize the... I can't. Wow, that's... making me want to puke right here on the air. Oof. So he's coming to Winnipeg. Canada, you can keep him up there if you'd like. Uh, And you know how much he makes per speech? Oh, yeah, that's like, I think the cheap seats or something on that that I just mm-hmm. threw away very uh, short-sightedly. His, it's 500 bucks or so. His minimum minimum payment to show up. To show up. show up at the building and yep. speak for 45 minutes. $250,000. <laughs> that's not bad for a 45-minute. Uh, just do it for the good of 45-minute gig. Yeah, $250,000. And he gets more than that at some speeches. That's his minimum speech. He's already received, I think, up to 500000 Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, so sorry. Top ticket is five hundred dollars, according to Renault here. Uh, so much for income inequality, and yep. we're we're all about the little people, and uh, <laughs> you just find out how insincere, what lion sacks they mm-hmm. really are. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Susan in Rhode Island. Hi, you're on the blaze. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. How are you? We're we're well, thanks. You really concerned, or you just making yes. small talk? Okay. No, 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 no. Oh. All right. It matters to me. Wow, I'm feeling some um, Okay. Two quick things. Um, yes. A quick aside from mm-hmm. what I called about um, on these polls. Yeah. There should just be one question: Is the country on the right track? And the answer should be agonizing, not agonizing. <laughs> that settles it right there. <laughs> and you know, my answer to that is obviously. Agonizing. Yes. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I'm calling about Julian Castro. Okay. 
Um, I knew the second that President Obama plucked him out of his plum position in San Antonio, where he was turning that city blue, mm-hmm. and brought him to the deadwood of HUD director, that he was grooming him the same way John Kerry groomed Obama mm. back in 2004 and brought him out for the convention. Julian uh, Castro spoke at the 2012 convention, just like Obama did in 2004. Yes. My prediction is uh-huh. President Obama taps him for the nomination. Mm-hmm. It's smooth sailing all the way. He'll be the next president. Uh, that's Those are interesting thoughts, Susan, and based in uh, some pretty good logic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Those are those are some pretty some interesting parallels that I hadn't really thought of. Can I just say, Susan, careful of him? Yeah, yeah. I I agree with everything you just said. The the one thing that might be a hiccup for him is if he can't handle interviews with people like Jake Tapper, and there was another one he did recently where he stumbled all over the place. Yeah, he's not good. He's got to figure out how to speak coherently, right? At least BS convincingly. Yeah, you know, he's off to a start of like, uh, um. Uh, like what's his face from Louisiana, governor of uh, Jindal. Jindal, yeah, Bobby mm-hmm. Jindal was. Although Jindal turned out to be a really good speaker later on, but he had that one bad speech, and he paid for it for a long time. He had a J.C. Penney suit on. Yeah, you know, and his <laughs> sleeves were it didn't work out so well. All right, thanks, Susan. Uh, yeah, he is definitely somebody to keep an eye on, though. But he's so far he has not been good answering questions mm-hmm. at all, and you have to be. You really do. Especially when you're spewing communist rhetoric, and they all are. They all are. You just have to make it sound American. Mm-hmm. Gosh, we're the richest nation on earth. Of course, we can take care of everybody. There, uh, everybody has a right to a decent wage, Ugh. don't they? Everybody has the right to health care. Health care is a right in this country. How can America be the only industrialized nation on earth without healthcare being a right for all people? Shut up. Jeez. I got any more uh, communists in the news? Yes, of course. There's always communists in the news. Uh, (laughs) Senator Elizabeth Warren, of course, running for president. She called for statehood for the District of Columbia. (laughs) In a petition sent on Friday to supporters saying she will, quote, will keep fighting to make sure it becomes law, unquote. For D.C. to become a state? Well, that's important, man. Yeah, that's, oh, that's powerful. <laughs> that's that's right up there with the metric system, you know, uh, with Lincoln Chafee's <laughs> promise when he announced for president. Earlier, I said, let's be bold. Let's be bold. Let's, let's do it. Here's a bold embrace of internationalism. Here it is. <laughs> Let's join the rest of the world and uh-huh. go metric. Whoa! No, why? why? I happen to live Wait, in Canada. What? And they completed <laughs> no. the process. Uh, so? Believe me, it's easy. Uh, no, it's not. It it's doesn't impossible. take long before 34 degrees is hot. No, I, I'm sorry. 34 degrees is bone-chilling cold in Texas. Oh, my goodness. Wait, wait. Something gets lost in this clip every time it hits me. Mm-hmm. He says, I happen to live in Canada. Yeah, what are you doing running for president? Why are you running for president of the United States, you freak? (laughs) Go back to Canada, man. Oh my gosh. I I know, that is a weird part of that that we haven't really talked about. That's weirder than Lincoln, then what are you doing? Bold and go metric. (laughs) Let's be bold. (laughs) A bold embrace of internationalism. (laughs) Nobody wants a bold embrace of internationalism. That's why we live here. 
If I wanted a bold embrace of internationalism, I'd live in a hellhole like France. Why, why would I come here for a bold embrace of internationalism and the metric system? Mm-hmm. If I want to believe 18 degrees is fairly mild, then I'll live in either Canada or Europe. Mm-hmm. Okay? Boy, just, just good options all around. Uh, I know. Every every four years, the cycle brings us just the, the best of the left. That's for sure. Mm. All right. Uh, when was the last time you had your ears professionally cleaned? If ever. If they're itchy, if you have some pain, if they feel plugged up, or you're constantly asking people, what? How's that? Come again? <laughs> it, may, it may not be that you, you, know, you have hearing problems. It may be that you got stuff clogging up your ear canal. Well, that's where WaxRx comes in. It was developed by a physician. It has, uh, it's a great product. It has safely and effectively removes earwax buildup. Then it soothes your ears with a pH-conditioned formula. And now you can use WaxRx without a prescription. No more expensive trips to the doctor. It's the same kind of thing they do in the, in the office. It just costs a lot less, and you can reuse it. So try the WaxRx system risk-free today. Go to WaxRx, use WaxRx.com, use the offer code radio at checkout for free shipping. Finally, a real solution for you for stubborn earwax buildup. Use WaxRx.com, offer code radio. From the mean streets of Helena, it's Pat Gray, Unleashed. So Tom Brokaw found himself in a little bit of trouble. Uh, or I should say, a little bit of trouble. A little bit of trouble. Oh no, it sounds trouble. like trouble. Landmine. Oh, uh, well, a little bit of trouble. Landmine uh, of Elves was waiting for him, apparently. Yeah, NBC Night Eye Night News. NBC Night Eye News. I'm Tom Brokaw. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he actually had the nerve. The unmitigated gall. Hello. <laughs> the giblets, if you will. I think those are all on the other bingo sheet. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I was. So bold. I thought I was about to run the table it. there on one row there. But <laughs> no. no. Oh, oh. No. <laughs> hold on. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Before we get Tom Brokaw, <clears throat> just a rules clarification on Pat Gray Bingo, which if you don't mm-hmm. have your card, it's pinned to the top of Pat's Twitter uh, mm-hmm. page at Pat Unleashed. Mm-hmm. Have we established that if you're discussing with um, a caller something, that still counts, right? Yeah, that still counts. Okay, because there was something yeah, in we've that talked last about that. Co- Okay, uh, just making sure. There was something in the last phone call? Yes, there was. Oh. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, Tom said uh, during a discussion about immigration, uh, Tom said a lot of this, a, a lot, a lot of this is we don't want to talk about. But the fact is, on the Republican side, a lot of people see the rise of an extraordinary, important new consti- constituent in American politi- politics. <laughs> Hispanics who will who will come here and all be Democrats. Uh, he goes on to say that he 
Did you want them to play the video, or it's more entertaining? Oh, do way. we actually have the video? Yeah, they, they have oh, it hiding okay. down here. In the I didn't realize we had the video section there. Well, yeah, let's. What? <laughs> a lot of this what? we don't want to talk about, but the fact is, on the Republican side, <laughs> a lot of people see Pat, the you? rise of an extraordinary, important new constituency in American politics: <laughs> Hispanics who will come here and all be Democrats. Also, yeah, I hear when I push people a little harder, I don't know whether I want brown grandbabies. I mean, that, that's oh, man. also Get a part stop of it. it. It's the intermarriage that is going. Going on and no, the cultures that are conflicting with each other. I also happen to believe that the Hispanics well, should yeah. work harder at assimilation. That's one of the things I've been saying for a long Ooh, time. What? You know, that they ought not to be just codified in their communities, but what? make sure that all of their kids are learning oh. to speak English and that they Good feel gosh. comfortable in the communities. And that's going to take outreach <laughs> on both sides, frankly. <laughs> okay. What's the word? He wants the Hispanics to do what? <laughs> he wants them to assimilate. Assimilate. <laughs> I want Hispanics to assimilate, uh-huh. assimilate, I assimilate. Hispanics should assimilate so and what? speak English. Well, I think let's start with you speaking English. What the hell, Tom? Wasn't even close. Uh, they should speak English uh, better than they do now <laughs> by assimilating, assimilating into our our culture, our assimilate in our culture. <laughs> it's gotten worse it's, since he's oh gotten boy. older. It's gotten it's worse. worse. I mean, he's real hoarse, so I don't know if he's sick or this is just happening to him now because he's getting older. But how about his little racist message? Uh, how about that little racist toward message? Toward, well, toward Americans, you know, with his. We whole... don't want to. We don't want to mix with the brown people. Oh, shut, shut up! up. What, what are you talking? About? This isn't 1946. Stop it! Shut up! <sighs> Uh, we got some racial uh, things going on. Uh, people assimilate. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I want them to feel comfortable in their communities. Uh, assimilating. <laughs> His brain. <laughs> so, he's got to pull a porky pig every now and then. Just bail out and use a word without an L in it, okay? Just uh, swim, uh, assimilate. Uh, 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 they should uh, get along. Uh, get along. Uh, no, Wait, no. no the, dang the, it, there's an L in They need along. to blend. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's get together. Let's get along. No, dang it, I can't. It's impossible. Right. We should come together. There, he could he could do that. <laughs> he could do come together. <laughs> uh it's uh that's maddening. And of course you can't say that they should assimilate better. You shouldn't say, Mm-mm. even though we all know and have met and have seen and bless our hearts, we loved them. They worked here for years. And uh, I guess about 20 years they they cleaned this building. Uh, a really great Hispanic couple that everybody here loved, and um, and Glenn adored. He tripled their salary when he took the building over, and so and and the husband wasn't being paid anything. He was just helping his wife. He started getting paid too, so it just, it changed their lives quite honestly. And they even you even tried to get him English classes so that they could. Because you're not going to get anywhere in America if you don't know English. You're just not. You're going to be at the bottom rung of society, and that's where you get to stay if you don't speak English. Well, unless you run into Glenn Beck, and then you get your salary tripled regardless. Right. Just saying. So anyway, (laughs) she'd been here for 20 years. Yeah. Spoke almost zero English. Yep. Almost none. I mean, I think she could say hi. She she understood that, Uh, and that was about it. That was about it. Anything else? If you tried to have a conversation with her, she didn't know what you were saying. 
And her husband had to intervene because he spoke some English. And so, you know, we tried to get them through English classes so that they, you know, they could assimilate a little better. <laughs> uh, assimilate. And, that, I mean, it just makes sense. It's not a hateful thing to say. It is a logical thing to say. They need to learn English for their own benefit, not for ours, for their benefit. Just as if I moved to France, I'd have to learn to speak French or I'm going to have a dang hard time living life in France. Hmm. What, what kind of, how much can you expect to make when you don't speak the language everybody else around you speaks? You know any French there, Pat? I, I do know some French. Let's see what you got there. Come on, let's see if you're ready to assimilate over well, in, somewhere the- in Paris. Uh, Hit me with something uh, here. Back off. What you... play, Mama? Encore cinq minutes. Pas question. Il y a beaucoup à faire. Is he making fun of me? Mais il manque toujours enfin. Is he calling me out, y'all? Come on. What are you doing over there? No, you asked me to speak some French. I'm speaking some French. What did you just say? I have no idea. I mean, you, it sounded like there's fighting <laughs> words there. Something's going on. <laughs> Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I took four years of French, of French, and that's about the extent of what I learned, what I remember. Oh, well, that's more yeah, I got out of about, four years of Spanish. About what I remember. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. From the mean streets of Helena, it's Pat Gray Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where Orson Welles Fishbowl tweets. I feel a bingo square is about to be marked soon. <laughs> hmm. I don't know why you have that feeling. Oh, but. there was. Uh, T.J. Toppin, where do lovers of communism go for a romantic honeymoon? Why, to Mother Russia, where everyone can suffer romantic communism together. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely right. I don't know what they're saying, but Something Putin. Oh, it's beautiful. Beautiful. You're going to be hearing this a lot, or at least you should, during the Democratic uh, primary situa- season when it, when it comes up next year. Yeah, I think they're going to open every, um, with every the, debate with that With song. the Soviet yeah. national anthem? Mm-hmm. That'd be great. <laughs> they might as well. Yeah. It's it, all the policies they're discussing right now come straight out of Karl Marx. I bet they won't kneel when that's playing. <clears throat> nope. Just saying. Not unless they want their head chopped off. <laughs> uh, from Bingo was his name out. So, what did you get Jeffy for his birthday? I sent you a copy of our uh, <laughs> Pat. I sent a copy of our game psychically. Man, I just did. Um, nobody important tweets. Keith looks badass today with the black sweatshirt and beanie. Not, I didn't choose the thug life. The thug life chose me badass, but still badass. Oh, wait. What did I do? <laughs> I don't even know. I, I took it off earlier. I don't know what room I left it in. It's hot. I, I didn't choose the thug life. The thug life chose me. That's a... Michael Starry tweets, uh, everybody knows that it's a quaint notion you folks have about Jeffy being just 10,000 years old today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. eh, chicken too tasty. 
So how many speeches will Obama get paid for before he realizes he's made enough money? Thank you. And from Oops Allberries, you don't need to go to France to find a hellhole. There's, there's one in the U.S., and not surprisingly, it's in California. <laughs> uh, Microaggressing jackhole says, uh, Pat's impression of Tom Brokaw needs to be on the bingo sheet. Or is it? I don't think it's on this particular one. Is it? Nope. I don't believe so. Darn but maybe maybe an it. upcoming upcoming bingo game card. Wait, uh, quite wait. possibly. Did you just when you did the Soviet national anthem? Mm-hmm. Did you uh, yell out anything in particular uh, in nothing, relation to that? Nothing that was on the card. I don't think. Look at the top row, and then just tell me. All right. Let's see. Huh. Uh, no, I don't believe I said that word. Darn ding! <clears throat> I know. It's got to be tougher than that. Yeah, that was a, it's that was be a missed opportunity, that. sir. <laughs> By the way, don't forget, if you would like to watch clips from today's show, you could always visit theblaze.com slash unleashed. Uh, social media team's always putting really great stuff up there so you can watch it and feel free to share it. Uh, for full episodes, sign up at theblazetv.com. Use the promo code PAT for 10 bucks off your subscription. Mm. And then you can go to shop.theblaze.com. To buy all kinds of uh, Pat Gray Unleashed paraphernalia, like the adorable cap Keith is modeling today. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of options uh, for caps and and winter hats uh, uh, at shop.theblaze.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, you only see one or two of those options uh, on my head, but there's probably a dozen or so different colors and styles. What Keith is trying to complain about is that he's asked for all all colors of the caps and hasn't gotten them. So. <laughs> And I'm not going he's to. Bitter. He's bitter. He's well, bitter. Yeah. He's bitter. Me? Ever? Mm-hmm. No. I know. It is hard to believe because you're so laid back <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, that's, a, that, that's what best describes me just yeah, in laid general back. in life. Just laid back. I'm laid back, Keith. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll change my Twitter handle to LBK. Laid back Keith. It should be LBK. Ooh, too close to uh, one of LBJ. the worst presidents ever. Yes. Very, very dangerously close. But uh, yeah, I'm laid back. That's true. But we have the, uh, we, we have the video from. Mm. Uh, Bernie Sanders, when he went on that wonderful trip to the Soviet Union with his wife, and they sat around the table shirtless. I, I don't know what this was all about. Why? Wait, wait what is he wearing? No shirt here. Oh no! Uh, check this out. This is weird. on the right. You see him on the right there? In the glasses. Look at that. sit at the same table at the party and one side of the table starts singing a song and when they finish it, the other side I can't tell what she's even saying to him. They're about to break out in Woody uh, Guthrie's This <laughs> Land is Your Land. Pass the vodka. Yeah, okay. Is, the, is this significant to anybody? Hello. Uh huh. Okay, how weird is that? That's, that's, that's enough. I, I, we get it. I mean, 
that is some weird stuff. There's First a of lot all, going on in that video. Why are you sitting at the table with no shirt on? I've what is a, that? I've got a theory I've developed in watching that. Uh, the date on that is 6-13-88, so it was summer. Right. Um, he, well, it was June in Russia. Right. It can't be that hot. Fine, but they don't have climate control being a Soviet nation. True. Yes. And he's over there, and they're like, oh my gosh, we don't have air conditioning. I don't know what you're asking for here, but take your shirt off. Boy, he lo- he's a looker, though, huh? Oh. I mean, even back then. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, and, um, those pecs yeah, and I don't know. the shoulders and the biceps were what was, impressive. What was better there, the, the, the rendition of Woody Guthrie's song there or uh, when he did it solo? And he's is, like, it, is it significant that they're singing the Woody Guthrie yeah. song? Who, by the way, Woody Guthrie was a, an avowed communist. Mm-hmm. And uh, the song, when you get past the first, the first chorus, uh, it shows some of the leanings there. Um, I've roamed and rambled. And I followed my footsteps to the sparkling sands of diamond deserts, and all around me a voice was sounding, this land was made for you and me. When the sun came shining and I was strolling, and the wheat fields waving and the dust clouds rolling, and the fog was lifting, a voice was chanting, this land was made for you and me. And as I went walking, I saw a sign there. And on the sign, it said, no trespassing. But on the other side, it didn't say nothing. Wait, now all I Wait, can hear is... so that must mean it did say it something. something. It had to say something. But I'm just hearing him say, and then I saw yeah. that ribbon of highway. Then I saw, because he, he does that uh, does that brilliant album that he, yes. he oh, did. Yes, gosh. But anyway, in this, this line, I, as I went walking, I saw a sign there, and on the sign it said, no trespassing. And on the other side, it didn't say nothing. That side was made for you and me. <sighs> In the shadow of the steeple, I saw my people. By the relief office, I seen my people. As they stood there hungry, I stood there asking, is this land made for you and me? Mm. (sighs) This is not a pro-America song. First of all, it's about uh, not owning property. And then it's about how people are poor and not being helped here. And this land isn't made for you and me. So, I mean, uh, I think that's significant that they're singing it over there on this in the Soviet Union. It's typical of uh, something Bernie Sanders would do, being the you know hardcore socialist that he is. And he's running for president yet again. Yay! Uh-huh. I, can't, I can't believe that. In when the by the time the uh, campaign really kicks in. He's going to be 79 years old. 79 years old. I, he's going to be 80 years old in his first year as president. If he were to win, he would be 80. 80. Come on now. <laughs> Can we please? Somebody enact. Somebody at least propose my constitutional amendment that if you're beyond the average age of death for an American man, oh. you can't run for president. Okay. <laughs> Jeffy, you're oh Jeffy's long, long, long disqualified. And a from happy that. birthday to you! And yes, happy birthday though. And somebody asked him, well, "How old will you be?" I stop counting birthdays. I stop counting age. No, you stopped counting at eighteen because that's as high as you can get. Yeah, that's the problem. But well, the the attack on whiteness uh, continues. Um, there's a Missouri school. Considering a segregated safe space for white students to talk about their racism, 
and their white privilege. Uh-huh. How is this stuff not considered racist? How How is the fact that we're subjected to this every stinking day? How is this not racist? Vince Flewellen, chief diversity officer at Webster University in St. Louis, has plans for a new program based off a book titled Witnessing Whiteness, the need to talk about race and how to do it. The local Young Women Christian Association, the YWCA, began the Witnessing Whiteness program, which requires participants to be white. It, if, uh, if brought to Webster University, the workshop would launch in late 2019. White people would not be as forthcoming if they were in a mixed group. You know, about their racism and how much they dislike people of color, I guess. This is pathetic. This is, man, 2019. I have not had an opportunity to fully explore the possibility. Should we move to bring the program onto campus? It would not be before August of this year. He most recently brought the Witnessing Whiteness program to Washington University in St. Louis. So he's already brought this to one university. He spoke about the program. In an interview with NBC, said that he wants white people to stop calling the police on black people just because they're gathering in a park. How many oh. times have you done that? Oh, boy. oh man! If I had a nickel for every time I'd yeah, call police because there were black people in the park. Now that you're calling me out on it, uh, yeah, think about it. Add it all up. I carry I don't know the that I can carry the one in the limited time we have here. You know, we got only 48 minutes. Yeah, it's 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 only a two-hour program, so we won't get into it. But <laughs> come on. Additionally, he told NBC he hopes white people who participate will find their voice and are able to speak, call out, and stand up against racism. Yeah, we should stand up against his racism. According to the YWCA chapter's racial justice director. Okay, (laughs) the YWCA has a racial justice director? Good gig if you can get it, man. It is time to shut down the YWCA. Y-W-C-A. It's not fun to stay at the Y-W-C-A. There are currently 16 witnessing whiteness groups that meet regularly and approximately a dozen more that could begin meeting this year. Uh, Wow. It was important to us that we had a group where people of color wouldn't be on the spot, wouldn't be asked to teach, wouldn't be asked to listen to white people as they struggle to understand racism. Thank goodness. I can't take that. <laughs> white people would not be as forthcoming about the racism if they were in a mixed group. Sure, sure. That's that's probably true. The white you know, once once white people get together in their own little cliques, though, oh, yeah. they can't stop talking about how right? racist they are. Yes. All they want to talk about yeah. is how much they hate. Black and brown people. Mm-hmm. Oh my! Yeah. It's just—it's ugly. Well, I'm glad I know it's, it's not just me. No, it's Thank everybody. Goodness. It's every white person and their mm-hmm. white privilege. Thank you. They think they're privileged to talk about how much they hate others. <laughs> YWCA's website states that members of Witnessing Whiteness will explore the history and construction of white racial identity, white culture and values, manifestations of white supremacy and privilege. An activation of white solidarity and accountability. All this explains the reasoning behind creating a white space for them <laughs> so that they could discuss all of Wait, this. You can't call it a white space. 
If Webster <laughs> decides to implement the Witnessing Whiteness program, it wouldn't be the first university. Uh, the University of Maryland College Park announced a white student-only support group called White Awake. Instead of Wide Awake. Get it? Oh. <laughs> we're, we're white and we're, we're awake. awake. Can we, I like it, but can, yeah, we, can, we go, can we work in the hip word woke now as well? Well, we probably should. Uh, uh, wide awake w- woke. I, no, uh, we can't. Yeah. yeah, I just decided we can't. Wait, uh, the name of the group was later changed, though, to Anti-Racism and Ally Building Group in response to the backlash. And in May, the University of Colorado, Colorado Springs, announced it would end its affiliation with the Unmasking Whiteness conference mm-hmm. i how is this possible that this isn't considered racism i don't know where's this again i don't i don't get it it's all over the place now oh but the original story began in and, and missouri oh i thought you were gonna <clears throat> say hell it was hell missouri yeah <laughs> uh or st louis as some people call it but then I mean, it spread all the way to colorado i it's it's everywhere now yeah that's true uh it's everywhere attacking whiteness is is everywhere just like chicken man Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. There's been a data breach again uh, that just exposed twenty four more million of us <clears throat> to title fraud, which is a crime that could cost you your home. If you have a mortgage, a refi through a major bank, you might be at risk of losing every dollar of equity you built up in your home, or maybe even your home itself. This breach gave scammers everything they need to steal your home's title. I didn't even know about this. I mean, this is. Something that nobody, I don't think anybody had ever heard of until last year. <clears throat> but it's a fast-growing crime. And when it strikes you, it, it is really, really painful. Your bank can't protect you from this. Uh, no insurance protects you from this. Or identity theft program. For pennies a day, though, Home Title Lock can protect you. They put a virtual barrier around your home's title. You can... Go there now at HomeTitleLock.com. Register for your free title scan and report. That's a $100 value. They're going to throw that in just for your sign-up. And then they can tell you if your title is already compromised. Visit HomeTitleLock.com and get some peace of mind on this issue today. HomeTitleLock.com. Walking that ribbon of highway, I saw above me. I saw that saw, endless skyway. There's no R. I saw below me in the word saw that golden valley. Valley. This land was made for you and me. Wow, that's good stuff. That's this land is yours. Yeah. This land is mine. Through the Gulf Stream waters. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Added Pat on Twitter. Uh, Quiet Storm tweets. Thanks to caller Susan for getting us two bingo squares. Wait, 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 what? Two, two, two. Hold on a second. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, I'd already gotten one of them. That's That's interesting. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Is there a number of people can call, Ivan? Or? Yeah, it's uh, right there. In front of uh, Deuce 5 tweets, Tom Brokaw's least favorite geometric shape is a parallelogram. A parallel, parallelogram. <laughs> a parallelogram. Parallelogram. Does he get with the uh, 
with the teleprompter person, the script writer. <laughs> the, let, let's go through these landmines. Let's go through, through these words and make sure there's no owls, owls, owls in them. <laughs> uh, from Short Girl M. Hmm. Pat does a better Tom Brokaw impersonation than Tom Brokaw. <laughs> That's true. Infinite Onion tweets, Keith, <laughs> there are no fighting words in French. That's a really good point. That's, that's a, a great, great point. point. <laughs> uh, Kara Armstrong, funny how the left is still trying to say Trump colluded with Russia and at the same time quickly adopting and implementing Russian policies and fear tactics. <laughs> really good point. I like it. From Kristen, uh, geez, Bernie looks 800 years old, even in that 1988 video. Bernie Sanders, yeah. Sure does. He looks. Uh, from nobody important. Thanks for the shirtless video of Bernie Sanders, guys. Uh, who needs Rid You Zone after that visual? <laughs> uh, Lone Wolf twenty nine sixty five. Hmm. Once upon a time, Democrats opposed teaching slaves to read. Now they oppose urging immigrants to learn English. Wow. Nice. Really good point. Mm-hmm. Let you draw your own conclusions. I like it. That's a gr- such a great point. Smirk and Steve, uh, today's my eighth wedding anniversary. Hmm. Maybe Al Gore can wish me a happy anniversary. Uh, well, can he? Uh, oh, boy, you stumped him here. I'm, well, I'm so into the Tom Brokaw thing. <laughs> he can't. I don't know if I can. Okay, hold on, hold on. Th- you void. Uh, happy anniversary, Steve. Uh, let's see. Tall one in OKC. Perhaps Arlen Specter should be on the bingo card somewhere oh perhaps one day and another one keith is laid back with his mind on his money and his money on his mind that's uh what rap stuff right <laughs> yeah, that's rap stuff <laughs> that's, that's rap stuff <laughs> it is yeah yeah i'm in, I'm yeah. in, I'm in my hoodie I, I i don't know i, I think i'm dying I, i've gone from cold to hot to back to cold what is happening what do you mean today I started off freezing, and then I got hot, not warm, but And now hot. you've got you've got a sweatshirt now hoodie on. I put it on back on. That's what I'm saying. Here. Like, I think I'm dying. What is wrong with you? That is bizarre. Death is wrong with me. Wow. Impending death. I don't know. So don't I, sit too close to me, because I don't know what I've got. Hmm. <laughs> oh, you need, to, you need me to find something over yeah, there well, for it's you? It's too late now. No, it's not. Moment's it is not lost. too late. I've been the asking moment's for lost. for two weeks. The moment's man. lost. Nope, nope, uh, nope. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and it Pat unleashed ah! on Twitter. Yeah, see, it's way too late for this now. Okay, let's try it again. Keith, hold on. Keith's got his mind on his money and his money on his mind, like the like the tweeter said. See, because I'm mm-hmm. a gangster. <laughs> Which and I've forgotten I what this if this doesn't what pay this off, even comes from. If now. you're going to ignore, I, Keith is trying to get me to do this. Mm-hmm. Stupid uh, rap song. Because you said a couple of weeks ago it only took the sales of 800 albums oh, to become why. the number one selling album in the land for a week. And it was this rapper. Yeah, this guy. Right? Uh, Boogie Wit the Hoodie, whose <laughs> who's massive hit, Drowning. Is that? I don't know if that was the big one. It was. I think that was it, one it, of the okay. songs on the yeah, yeah, album that, that, that sold that, eight hundred yep. copies. Okay, yeah. To to be the number one album of the week, right, Martin? And it goes a little something like this: I'm drowning. I'm drowning. I'm drowning. <laughs> I'm drowning. Wrist so icy, 
Wonder why she likes me. Bitch, I'm drowning <laughs> in water. I just bought a Cuban, dipped it in a fountain. Everywhere that I go, it's a light show. I'm surrounded. Bust down, bust down, bust down, bust down, bust down. I'm drowning. Powerful. It is powerful. Powerful. That is. So there it is. Boogie wit to hoodie. Uh, we've been waiting like three weeks for that. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Perhaps we should have waited three more. No. If you're thinking of buying or selling a home this year, Real Estate Agents I Trust is where you need to go. Uh, Glenn started this company six years ago, and he did it because he was so frustrated trying to sell his house, and he had an agent that, you know, nice person, just couldn't get the job done, and so he lost a lot of money. It took a whole bunch of time. Um, you know, the problem is it just takes a lot of expertise. It takes experience, and you got to do this full time. You have to get people who are dedicated to this process and are actual realtors. They don't just dabble in it. So we Glenn built a team to help home sellers and home buyers do things differently and to help you sell or buy a home much more effectively. They also hold these people accountable. So you know they're going to do a great job for you. Go to Real Estate Agents I Trust. It is the best way to buy or sell a home in America. If you're buying or selling this year, realestateagentsitrust.com. realestateagentsitrust.com. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Rise and shine and don't forget your booties because it's cold out there today. Of course it's cold out there. You think this is Miami Beach? It's, it's cold out there every day. Dang it. What Dang is it. this? Uh, Miami Beach? Uh, Not hardly. <laughs> I tried. Pa- I didn't know you were going to do that. I would have. Pathetic. Pathetic. I, knew it was- I mean, what kind of uh, Groundhog Day aficionado are you? I don't know that I've ever claimed to be a okay, then. aficionado of anything. Maybe you should have kept quiet then. Maybe you should have kept quiet. Fair point. <laughs> and noted. <laughs> so it is uh, like nasty cold, like yeah. record-breaking cold. It's so cold, the president tweeted about it and uh, in his genius way. <laughs> his genius way. In his genius way. Yeah, there we go. He said, in the beautiful Midwest, wind chill temperatures are reaching minus 60 degrees, the coldest ever recorded. In coming days, expected to get even colder. People can't even go outside, last outside, even for minutes. The hell is going on with global warming? Please come back fast. We need you. (laughs) Wait, wait, what? He's just getting under the skin. Oh, no. Of the progressives. Oh, no. Rob points out it's It's global whamming. Oh, no. Really? He mispronounced like hamburger. He did global whamming instead of global warming. Or is that an R and an N? Oh, my gosh. Really? Are you doing this? Global warning. That's an M, and I'm taking it away from you so you can't look at it again. (laughs) Okay. Uh, In Bismarck, North Dakota, it's supposed to be 28 below tonight. Uh, No, tomorrow night. Uh, And then it warms up to 17 below on Thursday. So they got that going for them. (laughs) International Falls, which is where the cold commercials are always filmed. Isn't that where, I I don't know, is it... uh, Mm, is it Alka-Seltzer Plus? Yeah. In like International that. Falls, Minnesota. 31 below tomorrow night. 37 below on Thursday. 
20, a balmy 21 below by Friday. Gosh, they're going to have wind chills minus mm. 60. I mean, this yeah, is Yeah, the wind chills in uh, Minneapolis on Thursday is supposed to be 60 below zero. That's that's a bit chilly. There's a bit of a chill in the fall air. I mean, we could be like Lincoln Chafee said and adopt, adopt a metric system, mm-hmm. and then it won't seem... Once it gets below zero like that, it's almost the same. Mm. It's kind of a weird... Nobody knows why, <laughs> but it gets closer <laughs> together uh, when you get negative temperatures and no one understands it. There's no way to tell why. There's absolutely There's no way to tell. So while you know we keep thinking it's a little chilly here when it's... Uh, today it's supposed to be 50. <laughs> Burr! <laughs> sorry about that, Minneapolis. Uh, sorry. That's... <laughs> But, you know, think about that. That's only 90 degrees warmer than you'll be. So that's not that bad. <laughs> Same right? ballpark. General Same ballpark. vicinity, right? You know. <clears throat> uh, what's fun is when it gets colder on Earth than it is Mars. That's Ooh. that's when it's kind of fun. Uh, but uh, I don't I don't know if it's going to happen or not. 888 uh, Got the Super Bowl coming up this week. This weekend, mm-hmm. Super Bowl Sunday. And... Uh, it's sadly the commercials really are nothing to get excited about anymore. I I don't know if there's I haven't even heard that anybody's planning anything special. It's just like the normal run of the mill stuff. Last year was pretty basic, wasn't it? The year before was pretty basic, and the year before that, I mean, for the last three or four years, they they don't seem to work on it anymore. They don't yeah. seem to try to dazzle or. You know, make us laugh anymore. Are we or, just not creative? Or I don't some, know. Somebody pointed out on Twitter, you know, political correctness is what killed Super Bowl ads. That, that could be, that, too. That could be. Yeah, that could be. <clears throat> Although, there are some that are pretty universal. And, and like, some of the greatest Super Bowl ads of all time. This one, for instance, from Pepsi uh, with Mean Joe Green. There's nothing that could offend anybody in this, right? Take a look. Mr. Green? Yeah. You, you need any help? Mm-mm. I, I just want you to know, I think, I think you're the best ever. Yeah, sure. Want my Coke? It's okay, you can have it. No, no. Really, you can have it. Okay. Nineteen seventy nine, if you can believe it, that's when that came out. Well, I, I I'm being told in the other room that you blasphemed that ad and called it a Pepsi ad. Oh, it's Coke. That's right. Okay. <laughs> uh it's a, a have a Coke and a smile. Aww. Yeah, right. Uh classic. One of the greatest of all time. Forty years ago. Good grief. Forty years ago. And to me it seems like Seems like yesterday, which is something only really old people say. So uh, <laughs> I got that going for me now. Uh, another one of the greatest of all time, the Bud Bowl. Oh, Remember yes. this one? Yes. This yes. is great stuff. Football fans, get ready for the battle of the century. 
as unbeaten Budweiser takes on undefeated Bud Light. It's Bud versus Bud Light in Bud Bowl 1. Pick up your official scorecard wherever you see this display. Hey, Bud, super idea. You see the neck on that guy? Use it to follow the action and you could win big. So get ready. So get great. set. <laughs> on January 22nd, Bud Bowl 1. This time, it's for real. <laughs> We're back for the kickoff of Bud Bowl 1. Bud has won the toss. They'll receive... Turn out their life! Let's kick some Bud! And we're underway. Bud takes it at the 18. Hands off to Bud! He's at the 25, 30. Tear away label! He's looking for Taylor. Make that Bud Hey, lighten up. Move your butt. Oh, we've got a real brouhaha. The cans are going wild. I'm out on the field. Stay tuned. We'll be back. Pretty good stuff. Oh, my goodness. That's really creative. I, I recreated that as a, as a kid in middle school about that time. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. We'll stop animation with the... Uh, Bottles. That's, em- that's embarrassing. No, what? what? Okay, that's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing. It was <laughs> awesome. Oh, no. You know what? It was cans. It was Coke and... Uh, it might have been Coke and Pepsi. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was like Coke and Mountain Dew or something. What do you mean? Who won the Bud Bowl? Any idea? Was it... Uh, I don't remember. Was it Bud or Bud Light? I don't remember either. Oh, my gosh. I'm actually typing into Google who won Bud... Because there's more Bud Bowl. Bud Bowl won. It was... Oh, Budweiser won 27-24? Oh. How about that? Look at that. It's got its own Wikipedia page. Bud Bowl. Yeah. It was a big deal back then. I mean, that people really tuned in for that. Wow. They, uh, eight of them. Then this one wasn't that long ago. The uh, the Darth Vader Volkswagen <laughs> ad. Remember the kid yeah, in, the, in the Darth Vader cape? Mm-hmm. Watch this. Absolute most brilliant ads of all time. I love it. Not one word spoken. Absolute genius. Is the kid trying to, in case you're on the radio there, uh, is the kid trying to start things around the house, right? With yeah, his, with his, trying to make the force work for him. Uh-huh. And then his dad and comes then, home and remote starts the vehicle and the kid thinks he just started it. <laughs> yes! I got something to work. So great. Very good. One of my all-time favorites, though. And it, I mean, this, this happened... So long ago now. And it seems, again, this is another one that seems like it was just happening. Uh, And it was already 16 years ago when Reebok did the Terry Tate office linebacker. Awesome commercial. (laughs) Hey, Laura. Hey, Paul. Hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know you can't 
bring that weak ass stuff up in this humpy bumpy. You killed it, Joe. You made some more. You know that, baby. Else you in for a long day. A long day. Cause triple T's up in this bitch. <laughs> Some people said, "Yeah, it's good." So great. Yeah, Terry Tate, office linebacker, he took down people all over the office for doing stupid office things. Yeah, if you ever have some time to kill, go to YouTube and just look up every Terry Tate commercial. I mean, he gets injured, he has to rehab. <laughs> I mean, there are different things that happen in the office. It's but, brilliant. Uh, yeah, you kill the Joe, you make some mo. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, words to live by. <laughs> and that's probably the rule in virtually every office, right? That's, oh, yeah. It's pretty universal stuff, I think. And I don't even drink coffee, but I, I think that's a pretty general rule. Yeah, don't be bringing that weak stuff into this Humpty Bumpy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, I always thought that maybe that was an actual... I mean, because he, he was so good. Yeah. And he was built like an actual linebacker, but uh, apparently not. Not an actual linebacker. Um, So then there was the... Uh, in 2000... I think this was 2002, one year after, uh, you know, in fact, not even a year after 9-11. I think it was the first Super Bowl after 9-11 when Budweiser did this tribute. I can't even look at that one. Yeah. Uh, amazing. I mean, just such a uh, perfect ad after what happened to us. Yeah, the Clydesdales um, kneeling before what? The Statue of Liberty? Mm hmm. The World Trade Center. 888 Also, there was the uh, uh, cat herding ad, <laughs> which I thought was really funny, really creative, and one of the greatest of all time. Here's, here's a look at that. This man right here is my great grandfather. He's the first cat herder in our family. Herding cats. Don't let anybody tell you it's easy. Okay. Anybody can herd cattle. Holding together 10,000 half wild short hairs. Well, that's another thing altogether. Being a cat herder is probably about the toughest thing I think I've ever done. I got this one this morning, right here. And if you look at his face, it's it just ripped to shreds, you know? You see the movies, yeah. you hear the stories, it's... I'm living a dream. Not everyone can do what we do. I wouldn't do nothing else. It ain't an easy job, but when you bring a herd into town and you ain't lost a one of them, ain't a feeling like it in the world. <laughs> when you bring a herd into town and you ain't lost a one of them. 
<laughs> Ain't nothing, no feeling like it in the world. <laughs> and I just love they're sitting around the campfire using the lint brush to get the cat hair off. You got the guy. It's genius. Of, yeah, instead of doing his lasso, he's wrapping yarn around a ball. <laughs> Where is this kind of creativity now? They just don't, they don't do it anymore. Yeah. Uh, in ni- This one clear back in 1984 with Macintosh. Uh, Apple's computer, but this this seems ancient for Apple. But uh, here's here's uh, in 1984 they did a 1984 style ad. Oh. Today we celebrate the first glorious anniversary of the information purification directives. computer will introduce Macintosh and you'll see why 1984 won't be like 1984 pretty good that looks ancient though now doesn't it mm-hmm. that looks ancient uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and then uh, there was this we thought the mean Joe Green thing was Pepsi it turned out to be Coke this one is absolutely Pepsi uh with Cindy Crawford Introducing a whole new way to look at Pepsi and Diet Pepsi. It's beautiful. See, you think that they're that they're gawking at Cindy Crawford, but no. Oh. They're looking at the new Pepsi can. Oh, I didn't pick up yeah. on that at all. Yeah, yeah, it's huh. weird. Uh-huh. That's weird. I thought they were looking at the car the whole time. You know, they're young kids, they don't care about the Cindy Crawford. They're they're looking at the Pepsi can. <laughs> All right. I didn't crack that code. 27 years ago. No way. 27 years ago. That's incredible. 1992. Wow. It's also incredible that 1992 was 27 years ago. You even believe that? I just I mean, that's math, so I'm going to have to take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so okay. Uh, okay. So there you go. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, have we even seen like a preview of uh, Super Bowl ads that are coming up? Uh, I haven't because I don't think there's anything to preview anymore. Uh, they, you know, they're, they're just basic, run-of-the-mill, everyday ads now. Uh, we'll see. Maybe they'll surprise us. Maybe we'll see uh, some creativity again. It'd be nice, but I, I don't expect it because it doesn't seem like they do it anymore. Uh, 888 thirty three ninety three. 
Uh, President Trump taunted uh, former Starbucks CEO uh, Schultz, uh, Howard Schultz. Yeah, he did. Through a tweet. And uh, <laughs> he tweeted out, I actually agree with one thing he said. That's what Trump said? Yeah. Because uh, we're talking about Schultz? Howard Schultz doesn't have the guts to run for president. Watched him on 60 Minutes last night, and I agree with him that he's not the smartest person. <laughs> Come on. You gotta love it. Uh, besides, America already has that. Oh, okay. Um, in him. Yes. See? Uh, that's the implication there. I only hope that Starbucks is still paying me uh, paying me their rent in Trump Tower. All right. Jeez. I can't take it. Just... Put the phone down. Um, what's kind of fun about the Howard Schultz running for president is that Democrats are going out of their mind over it. Mm-hmm. It's it's really kind of fun because it's usually Republicans who have to worry about this kind of stuff. Usually it's a Ross Perot who's going to split the vote with a Republican and then the Bill Clinton is going to win when he wouldn't have had a chance if it weren't for Ross Perot. Uh, So usually they're the spoilers for Republicans, but it's nice to have a left-leaning independent who's who's going to hurt Democrats if he's going to run, and so that's that's why they're going out of their minds. They're melting down over it. They've taken to Twitter uh, and they're begging Howard Schultz not to run his self-funded independent presidential run because they know he's going to split votes from them. And, you know, maybe get Trump reelected. Somebody tweeted, uh, vanity projects that help destroy democracy are disgusting. Speaking of Howard Schultz running. And by the way, we're not a democracy, so it doesn't matter anyway. Oh, we're not? No. Oh, okay. If he enters the race, I will start a Starbucks boycott because I'm not giving a penny that will end up in the election coffers of a guy who will help Trump win. I don't know if you know this. He doesn't. Um, he's not the CEO at Starbucks anymore. <clears throat> he left. He left Starbucks. So I don't know. Does Howard Schultz care if you do a Starbucks boycott? <laughs> yeah, fine. Go ahead. I don't work there anymore. The best thing Howard Schultz can do for the country is invest in education, voting rights, civil rights, and climate advocacy. Ugh. Yeah, that that'd be great. There's zero appetite for this, and there's an urgent need for the Democratic candidate to win in 2020, according to Brian Schatz. Brett Hamill uh, tweeted, Howard Schultz? That's going to be a venti F. No, for me. (laughs) A big. So venti is big, right? That's their big drink. Sure. See, I got that one. Uh, I got a Starbucks joke, and it was... uh, I don't even drink Starbucks. Why can't they just do small, medium, and large? I mean, I have to stand there and Is say, it Venti, Verde, and uh, sure. something else? I, I don't know. It's just I have to ask every stupid time. I love the fact, though. So you, you say, well, is a Venti a large? Yeah. Is that what you have to do? Yeah, because I'm, I'm dumb. Yeah, that's that's what's being implied here. I got it. Uh, I go there. I'm like, whatever the mm-hmm. largest one is. I don't. I don't want to sit there and try to figure it out. I feel mm-hmm. like it's a, it's a club every time you go there, and I don't know <laughs> the code. It's just like, mm-hmm. I just want, I literally want a, I want the largest black coffee that you have. Well, do you want blonde roast or do you want the Pike's Peak or the whatever? And I just like, I don't, I don't know. Wait, blonde roast? I, I don't know. I don't care. I just pick one. I want, well, the one that has a sharper taste to it, then the other one's mellow and the, we'll do mellow. I don't care. I just need a black coffee. I want the t- tallest one you got. Large. Well, a tall is, oh dear God. 
I just want the Maybe you should go somewhere else then where they don't do the venti verdi thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And the blonde, you know, and the brunette nah, coffees. Don't confuse me any more than REM. There's a brunette one? I don't know. I mean, no. If there's a blonde one, there must be a brunette, right? Okay. Uh, I'll have the red-headed coffee one. Do you have one of those? I'll have the ginger. Wait, ginger tea? No, the ginger. Okay. No, I'm trying to. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So I, it's just fun to me that this, this Howard uh, Schultz thing, because I enjoy it when the Democrats are going crazy over something that that uh that they now have to worry about yeah did you, did you want to play the video of the heckler when he tried I to do. announce i do i do want to play that uh let's I play the video of the heckler considering running for president as a yeah. centrist independent go howard. and i wanted to clarify go the word independent go which howard. i view uh merely as a designation on the ballot <laughs> and don't what the- help elect trump you egotistical billionaire <laughs> I mean, it's not quite the start of. Don't um, help Donald Trump be elected. I mean, there's some there's some Democrats. I'm sorry, independents really stumbling out of the gate for 2020. Yeah, you got this guy being heckled and, and yep. hated by his own base. You've yes. got you've got Julian Castro who can't formulate a coherent thought. Um, it almost makes the uh, and you got you got Elizabeth Warren talking about a beer. Um, it it makes the uh, it makes Mr. Metric from uh, four years ago look like a smooth boat launch there, you know, oh, right into the Lincoln Chain, right into the lake of 2016. Yeah, absolutely. When he announced this powerhouse policy, here's a bold um, embrace of internationalism. A bold embrace. Let's join the rest of the world and go uh-huh. metric. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen I to the crowd; to they're going crazy. He doesn't. <laughs> and they completed the process. Wait, you're believe running for president in the U.S. Easy. It's easy. It it's doesn't easy. take long before 34 degrees is hot. <laughs> Only Myanmar, <laughs> Liberia, okay. and the United States aren't metric, and uh-huh. it will help our economy. Yeah, right. Oh, stop. Yeah. Apparently, that didn't catch on very, very much. I mean, how did so, that campaign not? I don't know. I, I mean, just and he sold it. Resonate. Man, did he ever sell it? <laughs> <laughs> And yet we didn't go with metric guy Lincoln Chafee. I I don't understand. I mean, opportunity it. lost, America. Absolutely. <laughs> that that opportunity doesn't come back.